Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here and to make this announcement and presentation to recognize a lifetime's work in the art of poetry. Um, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, and for young poets now, and when I was a kid thinking about writing poetry and finding my way into the basement of City Lights Bookstore in North Beach in San Francisco, and taking down small, then printed often on mimeograph, books of poetry, uh, the name of Robin Blazer was already the stuff of legend. Um, Robin was born in Denver, Colorado in 1925. He grew up in rural Idaho, brought a sensibility of the interior west to first Northwestern University and then to the University of California at Berkeley. Um, in the years just after the war when that place was full of um, emigre scholars from Europe, Hannah Arendt was teaching political philosophy and Ernst Kantorowicz, the great Polish medieval historian, was teaching courses in the imagination of the political body in the history of European politics in the aftermath of that enormous violence. And at that time, in that place, uh, an extraordinary triumvirate of young poets, Robert Duncan, Jack Spicer, and Robin Blazer met each other and formed the kernel of what became the San Francisco Renaissance, out of which grew, among other things, the beat generation of poets. Um, it was, a, it was a time of amazing richness, and it's one of the reasons why Robin Blazer um, is not only a poet who's himself made a, a considerable body of work, but he's one of those poets who is also a, a transmitter of a tradition. The traditions that collided and came alive in San Francisco and Berkeley in Northern California in the 19. 50s and, uh, and in the early 60s combined a lot of different elements. Um, the poetry that got to be called the Black Mountain group of poets, that got to be called the New York School of Poets, that got to be called the Beat Generation, were all um, uh, reading each other and writing to each other and for each other, publishing under the radar in those years in the small magazines that we then found in the new bookstores that were springing up at that time. Part of that story is the one that Michael Palmer told of himself being at 20 years old, someone who found his way to Vancouver to the now legendary 1963 Vancouver Poetry Festival, one of the results of which was that Robin Blazer was invited by the faculty of the then new Simon Fraser University to come back and teach at Simon Fraser, which he did for 20 years, from 1968 to 1988. He became a Canadian citizen in 1972. And during those years, he became the transmitter of the traditions of North American experimental poetry to many, many Canadian poets. And if there is a single figure in whom North American poetry, Canadian and United States poetry, flow together, it's been in the work as a teacher as well as as a poet and essayist 
of Robin Blazer. So it's particularly fitting and wonderful to honor him today. I came across his third book first, Cups, published in 1968. And in a moment, I'm going to read you one of those poems from that book. Uh, I wanted to tell you about the body of his work. Um, after 68, most of it got published in the small presses of Vancouver, and then by Coach House Press in Toronto. Books that American poets, North American poets below the border found in the basement of City Lights Bookstore and in Grolier's Bookshop in Boston and in um, uh, the Strand Bookstore in New York and those places where poetry, like notes passed around in the classroom by the students while the great teacher history rumbles away at the microphone gets, hap gets to happen. And Robin published many of his books through those years there. Image Nations, 1974-75, Harp Trees, 1977, Syntax from Talon Press in Vancouver in 1983, The Fairy Queen in the Park, 1987, from Fisher Press also in Vancouver. Then he made the big leap to Toronto with um, Pell-Mell in 1988. And the earliest version of The Holy Forest, which is the collected volumes of his work and which is, like Whitman's Leaves of Grass, one record of an ongoing project in poetry that's yet to be completed. Rob, the latest version of The Holy Forest is going to be published by University of California Press in uh, this coming fall, and so, is the so are the collected essays of Robin Blazer, uh, Fire going to be published this fall in California. In addition to that, there's the book edited by Miriam Nichols of writing by and about Robin and his effect on the poetry of Canon America, even on Sundays, and another book of essays by younger writers and poets to honor Robin's way of seeing the world called The Recovery of the Public World. I want to just take you back for a second to my own reaching up onto that bookshelf in, uh, in San Francisco and taking down a book of poems called Cups, which I thought at the time vaguely had something to do with the, uh, with the tarot, and reading what was then still the radical idea of a very simple, short-lined, free verse poem. I'm going to read the whole poem, but listen into the last stanza where about five things happen at once, because that's that particular intensity of Robin Blazer's imagination, which put together the sort of analytic realism of the Black Mountain tradition with something visionary in the tradition of coming out of Yeats and Shelley and Blake, with something of, of personal intensity uh, that makes the private life public and the public like private in the lyric. The intensities of these branches of willow open. What is it broke the skin? How lovely the jewel of under the skin. Neither dark nor light is my true love. The blood whose beauty crosses the hand like money will fight for that true love. Please welcome and honor Robin Blazer.